Okay, we're back on this Friday with a massive safety recall of baby formula in the U.S., which is starting to have a bit of an impact on Canadian supplies. Now, pandemic supply chain problems have impacted supplies over the past year or so of baby formula, and now a recent shutdown of a major production facility in Michigan is apparently making the situation worse. Michelle Wasilishin is with the Retail Council of Canada and joins us now for more on this story. Michelle, good afternoon. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. All right. What is uh, behind this safety recall? Do we know? Well, so as you said, um, the Michigan production facility of Abbott had a product recall in February of 2022. And so that's really impacting what we're now seeing uh, in Canadian stores, grocery stores, pharmacies, uh, and others that sell uh, baby formula. So, um, you know, we're seeing um, some impacts. We're not quite seeing the empty bare shelves um, that we see in the U.S., and that's for a number of reasons that I can get into, but um, definitely having an impact, the shortage the, the recall has been in place now for uh, a couple of months, and uh, we don't have any insight into when it might end. All right. How has it affected uh, the supply of formula here in Canada? Well, it's hard to say that there's a straight answer to that simply because each retailer utilizes uh, different supply chains. And so the impact of the recall uh, can vary from one to the other. We know from for some of our retailers that um, it hasn't been a major issue. And so if there's shortages within their stores, they should be temporary in nature. But then for other retailers, um, they have told me that, you know, as you said in your opening, there have been um, supply uh, challenges for for baby formula since about mid-2021. And a lot of that has to do with the global supply chain. In fact, there's been a global shortage for some of the raw ingredients that go into making baby formula. But this has all been made considerably worse since the closure of the Abbott facility. And so what we're seeing is that, um, you know, Abbott is still not shipping any of its products that were impacted by the recall. And that's about 24 different SKUs. Um, so that means 24 different uh, products. And that includes the vast majority of their powders. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's a lot of different products. Um, retailers have been advised um, only that three of those SKUs have um, uh, an estimated time as to when they'll be supplied again, but the rest do not. And so, you know, we could be in this situation for um, some time to come. And then compounding that, we are now hearing from other suppliers of baby formula that they're starting to experience um, supply issues as well because of the increased demand from so many of those Abbott products not being available. Um, um, so, you know, that's the situation right now. Um, but, you know, as I said in the opening, there's, uh, you know, there is some good news. There are some significant differences between Canada and U.S. And um, so, you know, we're in a little bit of a better situation or um, there's hope on the horizon. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a bit about the work that you've been doing there at the Retail Council of Canada with Health Canada to ensure that there is adequate supply of baby formula? For sure. So that's really important. And so just recently, Health Canada approved an interim policy, um, and that will allow for certain types of products to be imported into Canada from other countries. Um, it's going to be from other states within the United States, um, the United Kingdom, Ireland, and Germany. And so that's going to mean that about 20 new products from those countries will be able to be sold on Canadian um, shelves. It's time limited. I think it expires on June 30th, um, but you know, it can can be 
extended depending on what the situation is. There's no food or safety concerns. Health Canada does the same type of safety assessment for each of those products that will be coming into Canada. The only difference is that the reason why those products aren't typically sold on our shelves Um, for example, often has to do with labeling requirements. So perhaps their labels aren't in both English and French. Um, Perhaps there could be the presence of, you know, certain additives or other ingredients. And so it's not, um, you know, Health Canada has done this before. We've actually done quite a bit of work with them throughout the pandemic uh, to get them to make these types of um, exemptions or time-limited policies A good Mm -hmm. example would be, um, you know, a few months ago when British Columbia had their major flood, there was at that time some products as well that Health Canada made some exemptions for because, you know, of the critical infrastructure, nothing could get through British Columbia. And so this is, you know, not an anomaly, but it's good news and um, it can be revisited once it expires at the end of June. And, you know, we will see where we're at then um, in terms of is... Abbott um, open for business again, or how are the other um, suppliers holding up? I only got about 30 seconds left, but is this something the government, Health Canada, needs to address as the supply crisis uh, drags on here, is identify what are essential goods like baby formula and make sure that we do have adequate uh, supply? Well, we've we've had a um, regular and ongoing dialogue with Health Canada. Um, Retail Council has for the past couple of years throughout the pandemic, and you know before that as well. And so, um, you know, I would say that that relationship is strong. Um, and um, you know, sometimes it, it's not an overnight fix, right? Because even if we still are bringing in new products from these other countries that I mentioned, it still takes time to get here. And so, it's important that retailers and Health Canada and other government bodies, you know, we really need to be looking ahead. We need to be looking at to see what the environment is and predicting and, um, you know, Mm -hmm. making sure that um, these decisions and that we have our eye on many moving balls to make sure that some products, especially important products like baby formula, um, you know, are impacted for consumers um, as, as little as possible. Be proactive rather than reactive, for sure. Michelle, appreciate the time and the update on this. Thank you so much. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye now. Michelle Wasilishin is with the Retail Council of Canada, and we're back after this. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.